Chapter 14, verse number 1, After two days was the feast of the Passover, and the unleavened bread, and the chief priests and the scribes sought how they might take him by craft and put him to death. But they said, No, not on the feast day. Let there be an uproar among the people. And being in Bethany in the house of Simon and the leopard, as he sat in meat, there came a woman having an alabaster box of ointment and spikenard, very precious. And she broke the box and poured it upon his head. Now underline that word, very precious. And there were some that had indignation within themselves and said, Why was this waste of the ointment made? Now if you go over to John chapter 12 and read John's account of the same event, he tells us who that was, and that was Judas. Judas had indignation. Judas said that. For it might have been sold for 300 pence and have been given to the poor, and they murmured against her. And Jesus said, let her alone. Let her alone. See, when you start worshiping God, there are going to be those that's going to come against you. But you know what? She never said a thing. She just let Jesus handle. Jesus said, let her alone. Why trouble ye her? She have wrought a good work on me. For he had the poor with you always, and whensoever ye will, you may do them good, but may ye have not always. But me ye have not always. She have done what she could do. Fanny Crosby, one that wrote some lot of the songs in your hymn book there, is on her appetite. She had done what she could do. That, that's something that we ought to live by. You ought to do what you can do while you got the time to do what you do while you can do it. Amen? Don't put it off. Go ahead and do it. She has done what she could. She has come a fourth time to anoint my body to the burying. Verily I say unto you, whatsoever these gospels shall be preached throughout the whole world, this also that she hath done shall be spoken of of for me a memorial of her. Let us pray. Father, we just thank you, Lord. Just touch our hearts this morning. Lord, lift us up. Lord, help us to stand strong. Help us give an account. Help us to do what we need to do while we can do it, Lord. And we just praise you. Him from yourself and from thy words. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Here we find in our text that we have just uh, a few days out from the death of the Savior. From him giving his life on the cross for your sins and mine. And here we find an event that happens and evidently uh, there was only one person that understood the death of the uh, Jesus. She understood the death, burial, and resurre resurrection before it even got to that point. She was looking for it to happen. Here the Texas woman is unnamed here in the in book of Mark, but we find that impossible John identifies her in John chapter 12. Uh, that is Mary, the sister of Martha, that he's talking about. And the sister of Lazarus. That Lazarus that Jesus raised from the dead and after being in the grave for four days. The house where Jesus often stayed. Because there was workers and worship and witnessing in that house that was going on. The Bible said according to John chapter 11 that uh, Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. And there were people that bared a special place in the heart of the Savior. 
And here we find Mary comes and breaks this box on the Lord. We find later on that when the Lord raises from the dead, there are several uh, uh, Marys at the uh, tomb that shows up at the tomb to anoint that dead body. Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of Sloan, and James, uh, uh, they came to the tomb to anoint the body after they died. Several Marys go to the tomb, but this Mary, she's one of them that does not go. I wonder how come she doesn't go. Uh, why didn't she join the other Marys? Because she had already gave him her roses while he was living. She said, I've already done everything I needed to do while he is still living. Can I say this? If you're going to lavish some love on somebody, do it while you got the chance and while you have the time. Don't wait till they die and be buried in a grave to throw a fit. Go ahead and just love on them now and love them like you really mean it this morning. It's too late to show your love for somebody that's passed from this life into the next life. Amen. Mary had already done what she was supposed to do. It indicates in this text when Jesus said she comes a time to anoint my body to the burying. She already had a clue of what was coming. That even the disciples did not understand. You had, how, how did she get that kind of a uh, revelation. How could she get that kind of wisdom when even the disciples could not tell? How did she get that understanding? Because every time you find Mary mentioned in the scripts, uh, where do you find her? She's at the feet of Jesus. She's at the foot of Jesus. She's taking everything in that he's saying. She's understanding. He's telling them all the things that he must go through and he must die for the sins of man. She's understanding this. So here we find what she does for the Lord. Toward the Lord. According to text Judas, we find that that apostle of John's writing, he was the one that was murmuring, complaining. Judas calls it a waste. It is a waste. Judas looks at this extravagant offering on the head and the feet of the Lord Jesus Christ. Judas said, you have wasted that. It is an absolute waste of precious material and money that could be given to the poor. It's just one big waste. What are you doing? So this morning I want to preach on this subject. It ain't no waste. It ain't no waste. It's worship. It's worship. 
unsaved or unspiritual people have always thought that worshiping the Lord is a waste of time. You've always thought it is a waste of time to show up the church on Sunday morning, Sunday night, and Wednesday night. It's a waste of time to go to prayer. It's a waste of time to be a witness. All of them have thought it's just a waste of time. It's a waste of time to give your heart and live for the Lord and walk for the Lord. It's just such a waste of time. Why should you want to live holy and clean before the Lord? It's a waste of time. But I'm here to tell you it's not a waste of time in the eyes of God this morning. Make your mind up that you are going to live for God now. You're going to serve God now. The world will look at you and say, hey, you're wasting your life. You should be out there living the life up. You should be out there partying with us. You should be doing this. You should be going there. You should be smoking this, drinking that. It is a waste of time to give your life to God so early in your life. I'm telling you this, it's not a waste of time to give the best years of your life to the Lord. It's not a waste of time. Can I tell you this morning, the world will look at your life and say, you have raised your kids in church, and why do you live for God? Down the road somewhere, you can look back and say, it wasn't a waste of time. I saw what God did for me. I saw what God did for my children. It's not a waste of time to serve God. I'm serving God. I'm walking with God. It's not a waste of time. Why don't you just be your own person? Do your own thing. Go where you want to go. It's a waste of time to come to church every beautiful day like Sunday, like this day right here, beautiful after. It's a waste of time. No, it's not. It's not a waste. It's worship this morning. The Bible said in, about a man in Luke that he had barns. Had so much that he said, I'll just tear the barns down that I got and build me bigger ones and better ones. You know what Jesus said about that man? He said, my soul, my soul, thou hast much goods to have laid up for years. Take thine, eat and drink and be merry. And Jesus looked and said, you have wasted your life dreaming and chasing the money. He said, you are a fool this morning. You, you waste your life searching money, seeking money. You waste your life uh, 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 chasing dollars. Uh, what good is it in a grave to, to be popular? What good is it in a grave to be um, uh, rich? What good is it in a grave to have all those things? It is a waste of time. Jesus said, old fool, old fool. So what are you wasting your time on this morning? Are you wasting your time on life? Or are you trying to serve God with your life? I, I can tell you this, a life that serves God and worships God and follows God is not a waste of life. But a life that is not serving God, walking with God, and giving God is all is a waste of life this morning. Amen? Amen. I'm just telling you what the Bible says. Don't get mad at me. It's not a waste. There's several things I want to show you about this. It's not a waste. The expense of worship. This alabaster box usually comes from Egypt. It's handmade. It's handcrafted. And they were, they were expensive. 
They were sealed to the point that you could not just get a drop out. You could not get just a drab out of it. If you're going to get anything out of it, you had to get all of it out of it. The ointment on the inside of this alabox box was costly. It came from the Himalayans. It was made from pure nard plant. It took time to harvest and time to get it. It labored to go to get this plant. This anointment was highly fragrant and was usually for burying a body or at a wedding. They would break the box in the tomb and that fragrant would fill that tomb or it was used on the anointing uh, uh, at a wedding that throughout the wedding procession and the, the fellow, uh, uh, celebration, that fragrance would seep through all the areas of where they went. They said in Jewish custom, this alabaster box was over a year's wages. Entire year's work to get this box, this anointment. I read the box about this anointment uh, that the cost of it today would be over $50,000 just for this little box with this ointment in it. She had to work, she, uh, she, Mary had to work, labor for a year to get this or it was passed down to her from other people to, to give her. It was a precious thing. It was something that you valued. It was of a value. Mary may be usually looking forward for the day that she was married. Or maybe the day that she was going to be buried in that box we broken in her tomb. She said, I have something that is expensive. I can take and use it on me. Well, I can take this expensive box, this fragrance, and use it on someone who is truly valuable. Get me now. I can take and use it on my own life. Or I can take it and use it on someone that has meant so very much to me in my life. Can I say this, people around you will always criticize your worship that is expensive, extravagant, a worship that costs you something, let me say that a worship that does not cost you something is not valuable in the sight of God. I'm talking about a worship that will cost you something in your life. That will cost you some fun. It will cost you some friends. It will cost you some family. It will cost you some finances. I'm talking about real worship Amen. is expensive this morning. And it's not always understood. We find that she breaks this box on, and Judas is standing over there having this indignation going, saying to himself, man, I don't know why in the world would she do that. I, I don't understand why she would take something so valuable and waste it. That's what he said. He said she wasted it. Why, why would you do that? And I'm quite sure that Mary heard his indignation. Mary heard uh, his uh, rallying on her. Jesus heard it, and Mary was right there at his feet. She had to hear what Judas was saying. She had to hear what was going on, the criticism. But we find she is worshiping. 
Judas is worried about the waste of the ointment that is so precious. Why in the world would you be wasting this ointment? I imagine Mary in her own heart and her own mind running through the thoughts of her mind. She said, Judas, you wasn't there when my brother was sick. Judas, you wasn't there when Martha and I stood by the side of my brother's bed watching him taking his last breath. Uh, Judas, you wasn't there when I felt my prayers wasn't getting answered. Judas, you wasn't there when I felt like Jesus wasn't coming through like I want him to. Judas, you wasn't there when my brother took his last breath and put him in the tomb. Uh, Judas, you wasn't there four days and nights sick and worried and afraid and crying myself. Saying, Judas, you wasn't there to experience the brokenness and loneliness and pain that I had in my life. I imagine she was thinking to Judas, you just what he read. I, I love the fact. I love this. She never said a thing to him. Let me just say this. When somebody starts riling you on, railing you on your worship, when you get excited, Get happy, raising your hand, saying amen. Don't, don't, don't let people around you say, why in the world would you do that? Why, why, why would you get up? Why would you raise your hand and praise God? Why, why would you do that? You just, you're just going to embarrass yourself. Hey, I've embarrassed myself plenty of times already. I'm going to keep on embarrassing myself. I'm just going to praise God. I'm going to give him the glory because what he's done for me, I'll break the box on him. It ain't wasted. It is worship this morning. It is worship this morning. Just praise God. Amen. And she said, Judas, the only man that brought me out of that what I was in is this man right here. This man that I am anointing come walking down a dusty road, called my brother's name, brought him out of that tomb. You know why I am doing something so expensive? You want to know why I give everything that is so extravagant? Because he turned my moaning into shouting. He turned my weeping into dancing. He turned my broken life into some whole life. That's why I worship. Let me just see. You don't know what everybody here has been through. You don't know what they came through. You don't know what they lived through. You don't know how they You don't know what I've been through or where I've gone through. You don't know why it is, but I'm telling you, there was a day that he came walking down that road and he called my name. I got up and I said, praise God. I know where I've been. I know what I've done. Praise God, he does too. Judas, you just don't know. It is not a waste to serve God. It is not a waste to praise God this morning. Amen. Some people look at yourself and say, why should you do that? Why do you need to raise your hand? Why do you need to go to the altar? Why don't you just smoke dope and drink and run with those who do? They think that they're better. Y'all think y'all better than us. You think uh, you're better than me. No. I'm not better than you. 
but I know where I've been. I know what I've done. I couldn't get myself out of the pit that I was in. I couldn't save my own soul. I was drowning in sin on my way to hell. But somebody came by my way and he brought me up out of that miry clay and set me on that solid rock and said, hey, now you got free. Now you're set free. I'm going to worship him. I'm going to praise him for what he's done for me. Even when he's four days late, he's always on time. Amen. He's always on time. He'll take the pain away. Put your life back together again when it's broken. He is the one you need to worship this morning. He can do for you what nobody else can do for you this morning. Don't tell me it's a waste. Don't say, hey, why do you go to church every time the door's open? It's not a waste. I'm serving someone who saved my soul. I'm serving someone who set me up. I'm I'm praising him. If I had an alabaster box, I'd break it on his head and anoint him too this morning. I, I, I give him all that I got. It's an expensive worship this morning. Like I said, you don't know what a lot of these people right here have been through this morning. Can I say this? Let me say this. You know, when real worship starts in somebody's life, it could get a little messy. It could get just a little messy. <laughs> it, it said she broke the box on his head here. If you go over John's account in verse chapter 12, it said his feet. Uh, you say, well, what's right? Uh, his head and Mark or the feet and John? Well, both of them are right because when she broke that box, it ran down. It can get a little messy when somebody gets to worship you. It, it, it can get a little messy in here when somebody gets to praising God. When the Spirit hits them and they get excited. It can get just a little messy in here when you start worshiping. Listen, I'm not just talking about worshiping here. Amen. I'm talking about a life of worship. Out there. Where others can see you. That's what I'm talking about. That brings glory to God. Watch this. She didn't just simply break that box and said, you can have a dab of my expensive stuff. A little dab will do you. Oh, no. (laughs) When it comes to real worship, he gets it all. He, He demands it all. He deserves it all. He don't want just a dab. He wants it all because he deserves it this morning. There's an example expensive of her worship. I wonder if your walk with God has ever cost you anything this morning. Is your walk with God cost you anything this morning? Have you living a Christian life cost you anything this morning? It's where we talk with God about the things of God. He requires it out of us. He requires us to be what He wants us to be. I, I don't understand these people saying, well, just come in and live your life the way you want to live it. 
do what you want to do, live how you want to live, say what you want to do, and they, and they come to church. Can I say that's foreign to the Bible? The Bible says you submit yourself to him. You become him. We're joint heirs with Jesus Christ. We, we, we're part of him now. You just can't live your life the way you want to live it. You can't do the things you want to do. Well, I want to do those things. I, I want to live my life free. I, I want to have control over my life. And so did I. I had control over my life and I made a big mess of it. And it took him to get me out of the mess that I got into. And now I say, Lord, here it is. This is this life right here. You saved this life. It might not be much, but all I've got is this. I can give you the expensive thing that I have is my life. Here it is. I'll give it to you. Amen. Amen. It's an expensive worship. When you start serving God, it's going to cost you things. I, I, I know this, it's cost me some family members. It's cost me some friends. I, I don't count it finances because I give all to God because God has gave me all. But it's going to cost you something. It's an expensive worship. But it's true worship. It's not a waste. It's not a waste. It's, it's an expression of worship, what she does. She's expressing something in this text. She's expressing this. If you read the Old Testament, there's only three types of people that are anointed. Prophets, priests, and kings. When she shows up and anoints him, you know what she's expressing? She's saying, you are my prophet. You are my high priest. You are my king of kings, lord of lords. In other words, she said, what she's saying, you are everything to me. You're everything to me. You're the beginning. You're the end. You're the author and the maker. You're everything to me. Everything in my life from the beginning to the end, everything in between. You're everything to me. She said, Lord, you're everything to me. And I'm anointing you, my prophet, my high priest, and my king. Can I say this? And I don't want to make you mad, leave church, but I've been known to do that. If you've got anything else in your life anointed king other than Jesus Christ, if you've got anything else anointed in your life prophet other than Jesus Christ, if you've got anything else in your life anointed priest in your life other than Jesus Christ, your life is a waste. Your life is a waste. I'm just telling you the truth. You say, well, how can you say that I've got a wonderful life? You may have a wonderful life. You come back tonight and I'll tell you why. You come back tonight and I'll tell you why. But you, a wasted life is one that's not serving God. It's an expression. Her worship was an expression. Jesus she, she exalted Jesus to a high spot. There's nothing about her in her worship. It's saying, it's about me. It's nothing in her worship saying, it's about you. Everything in her worship is saying, it's all about Jesus. Can you say this morning, is your worship all about Jesus? 
Amen. Come on, get mad with me. I don't care. Say amen. Let me know that you're breathing. Amen. Raise your hands and praise God. Let me know that you're breathing. But if you're here and you're wasting your life not serving God, if you ain't anointing your king of your life, you ought to do so this morning. It's a waste. No, Judas is not a waste. It's an expression of worship. The example of worship. Look at verse number 3. And being in Bethany in the house of Simon the leopard, as he sat at meat, there came a woman having an alabaster box of anointment, a spike. Very, very precious. And she broke the box and poured it on his head. The liquid inside this box was very precious. It means value. It means rare. Something dear, something precious. I want you to see this picture. She's anointing him from his head down to his feet and totally covered from head to feet in something that is precious that had to be broken to be extracted out of this box. So what is the example here? We find a picture of Jesus here. I love this. What do you mean? Just a few days later on, the box that held the liquid of the gold of God, the precious blood of Jesus Christ. Peter said that we were redeemed with the precious blood of Jesus Christ. And just a few days later, this box, Jesus Christ, the body, his earthly tabernacle, the house that held the blood of God was broken on the cross that precious liquid of God would flow down toward the, the box uh, that would liquid was going out of, was washing sinners clean uh, from the top of their head to the bottom of feet. Uh, that body of Jesus was broken and the precious blood came running out that body. It came to wash sinners. It came to clean sinners. That's the picture of Jesus Christ. Listen, when you got around the Lord later on after this, before he crucified, He'd walk by you and you go, mm, I smell that fragrance. Because that fragrance stayed with you. Can, you. can you picture this? Calvary. The things of Calvary. You see the crosses. You see the hammers. You see the nails. You see the battered body of Christ, the two men beside of him. Beaten. You smell the vinegar that was being there to try to offer him up as vinegar. You see the, uh, the sword that was pierced his side. You see all that. You smell death. You smell blood. It's, it's on the Calvary's hill. This is all that you see around it. But it's somewhere along there, you could also stand, and all of a sudden you get a, mm, a fragrance that was not supposed to be there. Something that smelled good. Can I tell you? When his blood covers you, God sees not you no more. He sees the blood of his son. He smells the blood of his son. It's not you that he smells him. Thank God it's not me but his son that I'm washed by his blood. That's what God smells. He says, I know that smell. I know that smell. That's my son. That's my son. 
That's the picture of Jesus Christ on the cross of Calvary shedding His blood for you and I. Washed from the head to my toe. Cleansed. And that fragrance goes with me everywhere I go. It's that fragrance of Jesus Christ. It's in my life. It's on me. And everywhere I go, people should know, hey, you're different. There's something different about you. I've got the fragrance of Jesus on me. Amen. Amen. An example of worship. Exposing of worship. We find according to the text there was some, some that had indignation within themselves. We find that John said it was Judas. And I say this, in all life of worship, an all-in life of worship. Get, get this. I want you to get this. Get it in your heart. Get it in your mind. Just get this. Because I believe there's not all here. And all in life. I mean, you sold out. I'm following in Jesus. I'm looking towards Jesus. I'm walking with Jesus. It's all about Jesus. It's all about Him. It's not my life anymore, but it's what He wants me. And all in life, serving God will expose those that are not. Amen. And all in life will expose those that not that are not all in. Amen. They're not all in. They don't want to be all in. But when you get all in, you start serving God. You start worshiping God. You come to church Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. You're tithing. You're doing what you're doing. You're reading your Bible. You're praying. You're witnessing. You're handing out trash. You're doing that. And this world will expose even those sitting in church. They're not all in. Amen. You know how I tell the people ain't all in? I'm going to give this secret away. And then y'all can go ahead and just say, oh, I can't do that no more. He just told me how he looks at it. You know how I tell people has got an all-in life? Well, next Saturday we got cleanup. I need some people out here. We're going to clean up this. Got some doors got to get done, knock them out, and get all stuff done. So I need some people come over and do that. Well, you know, it's next Saturday it's just not a good day for me. It's, it's next Saturday it's just, you know, I, I'm, I, I'm busy. I'm, I'm tied down. I'm strapped down. I got to wash my car. I got to get this. I got to mow my yard. I, gotta, I just, I got stuff I got to get done. I just can't do it. I'm telling you, all in life will drop everything in this world to serve him. Amen. I'm just telling you. That's what it is. It, it, it exposes, and all in life will expose those who sit. <laughs> all those who sit in church and say, "I'm a Christian. I'm on my way to heaven," but I ain't gonna do all that stuff that they do. Amen. Amen. I'll lay down what I have to do and do what God needs me to do. It's an all in life. Judas is an example of the church. Now, you've got you to look at this way. Hmm. I don't want to get too ahead of myself for tonight either. 
There they're worshiping is a sample example of the church. Worshiping, praising God, probably singing. They weren't singing the old rugged cross. They weren't singing that yet. But there in that house they were worshiping and praising God and, in, and giving to Him all. But yet there was somebody inside that church that was trying to hinder somebody else from giving all to Him. Y'all didn't get that, did you? Y'all ain't getting this stuff this morning. Am I going over your head or am I under your feet? What I mean? Somebody in church is trying to hinder from somebody else to give it all to the Lord. Amen. Amen. Here she is. She breaks the alabaster box over his head. She's knowing him. She's praising him. She knows what he's done for her. She knows what she's brought him through. She knows what he's done for her brother, her family. And she's trying to worship. When you got these people sitting over, I don't know why they want to do that. Why, why would they want to get all Why would they want to raise their hand and go, Amen, praise God? Well, that's why we're here. We're at church praising God. That's what, that's what it's all about. People in church try to hinder those that are all in from worshiping. I'm telling you that. You say, Well, well, I don't think so. Yeah, it is. We'll find out later on tonight. We also find that her worship had a long-lasting effect. She makes it into the holy book. Her worship makes it out there for an example for you and I this morning. Her, her, the real extension goes all the way from the cross. That fragrance that was used does not wash off. It's not like perfume. I put some on this morning. I don't know if you can smell it or not. I've been accused of downing myself with it. I try to hold myself back to 15 pumps. I'm just kidding. Just kidding. I use eternity. That stuff is offensive. I do a little dab. I can put some on it and it'll last me for a while. But this fragrance lasted from all the way to now. All the way to now. We are still preaching about this worship that this woman did today. She did it before he was crucified. And here we are 2,000 years later worshiping her and what she done for the Lord and giving us an example of how we should worship God. I, I let my sanctified mind go. <laughs> I get the picture of this. After the crucifixion, buried. I, I imagine they were walking around, and here comes Mary. You know, she anointed him from the top of his head to the bottom of his feet. And the Bible says she wiped his hair, her hair, wiped his feet with her hair. So that's, that fragrance is on her. It just don't get washed off now. It just don't come to church today and get it off you when you go tonight. No, it, it sticks with you. It's long lasting. I imagine she walked by and said, somebody, whew, I've smelt that smelt before. I, I smelt that at the cross. 
you smell like something I know. You, you smell like somebody that was that the crucifixion. You, you smell, she said, yeah, I got him all over me. <laughs> Can I tell you, I got him all over me. <laughs> you should be recognized a Christian walk down the road just by the way they look, by the glow in their life and their eyes, that they got something on them that is precious and very viable, and it's Jesus. Amen. Do I smell him this morning? Everybody just breathe in real hard. What do you smell? Christ Jesus. Christ Jesus. I read a biography of a missionary. He's overseas. His name was Jim Elliott. And he, and he found his diary after he was killed for preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. And in his diary it said this, before he was killed, He is no fool to give up that which he cannot keep. For the which he cannot lose. He's no fool to give up that which he cannot keep for which he cannot lose. What about you this morning? Are you trying to hold on to the things of this world? If you're holding on to the things of this world, you're going to lose that on that world. Are you worshiping Jesus this morning? Are you all in this morning? 